Welcome to the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. Your life made simple. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. I hope you guys are all doing great and enjoying the transition into another season. It's feeling like summer here in Texas. Things are warming up and perhaps it's, it's changing where you are as well. This week, I had a really special friend of mine come on the podcast. He was gracious enough to have me on the podcast talking about my story about how I overcame the loss of my brother. And it really resonated with me on what he does and what he's devoted his life to, and also a personal story that got him into this. And that special person is a good friend of mine who's actually on. His name is Guy McPherson. And he is a trauma specialist. He has a doctorate in clinical psychology, and he runs the Trauma Therapist Project and the Trauma Therapist Podcast and Trauma Therapist 2.0. Basically, bring together resources for clinicians and therapists of all kinds who are starting out in their trauma-informed journey. He has a very special story about the inspiration comes from his brother, who was a Navy SEAL veteran who suffered from PTSD, and I wanted him to get into that story about what he did and what he put himself through, more importantly, which is really amazing. But I think for anybody that wants to get a little bit of a shift, move through trauma, has experienced trauma in their life, I think this episode is going to be wonderful for you guys. I know Guy is going to be dropping some nuggets and some great techniques on how to move forward. So Guy, without further ado, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Goody man. I hope I can drop some some nuggets of anything. Oh uh, no, I'm I'm sure you will. You we we had a great conversation last time. So as I always begin with, guy, reading your story, it's so interesting because part of you said you always knew you wanted to be in the field of trauma, but then did the real cement or the foundation begin when you saw what your brother was going through, or was the interest all always there? For me, Ayurveda was always around my life, but it didn't impact me until my brother passed away. So I'd like you to kind of talk about the why and, 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 and the story so people can understand who Guy is and why does Guy do what he does currently? Well, again, thanks for having me on here. It's, a, it's an honor to be on your, your podcast. And oh, share thank my you. Story. Thank you. Thank you. I always wanted to, quote unquote, help. I was always drawn to help. As I got through school and traveled around and got out of school and dropped out of school, there was a calling for me to do something. And things really didn't crystallize for me until I was about, I would say, 26 or seven or so. I had dropped out of a year of Philadelphia College of Art, and I started playing music, and I started writing for about 10 years. And I got this call out of the blue. I'd been working on this novel that did not get published. But I was sitting there at the end of the day alone, and I got this call out of the blue, and it turned out to be this phone call from this woman that I had worked with about a year ago. She was in San Francisco. I was in currently at the time in Los Angeles, and she was calling the people that she knew to tell them that she had been living with AIDS for the last 10 years. Wow. Basically, she was calling to say goodbye. Wow. And I was listening to this woman talk and share her story. And I was thinking to myself that there's no way that I had the courage that she was exhibiting on this phone. When we hung up, I was devastated and I felt this searing. It was like someone shot a fiery telephone ball through my chest. Yikes. It was this gut feeling that 
I didn't have that courage, but I needed to find it. And I started taking these, these trips really to find my courage, find my strength to test myself. And on one of these trips, it was a survival course out mm. in the middle of the Utah desert. And believe me, I'm not a survivalist or like a mountain <laughs> man at all. So I was way out of my comfort zone. But in one of those instances, we, there were about 15 of us. And during one of the days, one of these participants got really sick. And myself mm. and this other girl stepped up and we carried this guy. We helped this guy. We encouraged this guy. We dragged him, kept him out of the, out of the searing sun. And that was the moment was like, all right, this is what I want to do with my life. Wow. And I came back and I had to go finish my undergrad. And I thought to myself that I was going to become a doctor, a physician. And that didn't work out and things shifted. And I got my undergraduate school for clinical psychology. And around this same time, my brother was, was, as you mentioned, was in the seals. He was gone. I didn't know where the hell he was. <laughs> and I would see him. He would pop in every now and then. That's a big accomplishment, though, to be in the seals. I mean, how Huge. many seals do, what, what is it, like like Magnus Cum Laude style almost, right? It's I mean, Huge. Yeah. Right. yeah so Huge. that's impressive. Right. And I, you know, he couldn't really share a lot of stories, but I would get these bits. And at one point it came out that he, well, when he did get out, actually a few, a year or two after when I had seen him, he was suffering from PTSD, a, a marriage dissolved. He at one point was staying with my mom and she was telling me what was going on at night and stuff. I couldn't help him. Hmm. And he turned to me and I, I said, at one point I said, Jim, are you able to see anyone? Or are you going to see any therapies? He's like, no, I can't do that. He said, when you get ready, I can see you. And that kind wow. of sunk me. I was like, holy crap, yeah. I got to do something. So that was one of- That's so really powerful though. Because yeah, he's, he's literally calling. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Exactly. It was one of the main impetuses for me to continue to pursue what I was doing and, you know, start the trauma therapist project and the trauma therapist podcast and to help other young clinicians like myself at the time who wanted to learn more about helping other people who've been impacted by trauma. To me, a lot of people, when they think about, when they hear about trauma, they think sexual assault or more specifically rape or combat trauma or automotive accidents, these, these huge things that can cause post-traumatic stress disorder for a lot of people, but it's not always that. Correct. It can be a lot of these, you know, trauma exists on a continuum of things, of events, of experiences, that, things that can, can cause trauma for some people. For myself, it was bullying mm. uh, at a young age, you know, and I didn't realize that that was always there. I wow. realized later how that experience kind of impacted the trajectory of my life, you know, how I showed up in relationships, this uh, lack of self-esteem I had, but I didn't realize, Guni, how much it was kind of propelling me to help other people and really help myself work with people who've been impacted by trauma and create awareness. That's so beautiful, Guy. I mean, just that story of how, I'm not sure if you remember, but do you remember on my podcast when my dad knew what I was going through? But the, but the difference was, is that he was waiting for me to go to him. And in this instant, your brother is ready to go to you. So then you probably like, all right, hey, I got to put on the big boy pants and let's get going, right? I mean, we, we got we to get going. 
And so in that moment, what shifts did you do? And if you don't mind, if we can use your brother as an example, what were some of the patterns that you began to notice in him that perhaps became subconscious normal behaviors, but from your point were extremely negative? And if he didn't stop doing it, he wouldn't get out of it. And have you seen those similar patterns in others that stop them? Because you know, as Einstein says, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, that's insanity, right? right? And right. that's what happened to me is when I was going through what I was going through, I was doing the same thing. It wouldn't make that change. So were you able to work with your brother A and B, were you able to see some of those things and just kind of bring a fresh perspective to him? Right. And, I, and I really hope he's much better now because it, it touches me too. Because yeah. I'm also, I also love to help people that are in this situation. So it deeply touches me. Right, right. Yeah, I appreciate the question. It's a good one too. He is better. He, he actually didn't see a therapist. I didn't work with him. Okay. But he was able to, on his own, kind of work through his own process, work through his own healing. And believe me, it was a journey. When wow. I was in contact with him, he was across the country. He was married someone and that relationship dissolved because of his PTSD. When I did see him, you know, you talked about kind of patterns. One of the patterns I did notice was a kind of shutting down, kind of numbing, which are kind of classic PTSD symptoms, an unwillingness, an inability actually to, to verbalize. And it was my kind of naivete and lack of understanding when I first started, lack of understanding about trauma, I was trying to pull this out of him. I didn't know mm. anything really about it. Mm. And I was incorrectly, mistakenly trying to pull stuff out of him when he was unable to do that. But but that's maybe you needed to learn that, right? I mean, well, you, you're, you, right. you're starting out, right? So You're right. You're right. I did. And, you know, looking back on it now, I kind of kick myself for, for, for doing that, but to see, to really be with close to someone who's going through that, oh. it's, it's a wake up call, you know, it really is. And I think one of the things that I want to say here is that trauma affects people differently. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent experience might traumatize one person might not traumatize another yeah. person. Yeah. Like you were saying earlier, trauma is not all about those extreme life-changing things immediately. I have talked to people that have, you know, they've lost their job. They were, they were hoping for the promotion and it just didn't happen. They were devastated because they were just ready for it. The breakup. It can be other things. And, and it, I think to me, trauma is basically that serenity prayer, like, you know, God grant me the, the power to kind of, you know, change the things I can and, and just let go. So I think it's that wanting to change something that you don't have control over. And the longer you hold on to it, I think that's, that's really what, what causes the, sometimes the suffering. Now, of course, the, the events such as the traumatic things, people getting lost and the PTSD after your brother came back, those are different things in terms of that is something that happened to you or you just didn't know. I mean, you didn't plan it. I mean, nobody, nobody plans the loss of a you know, loved one you know, randomly. But what I would also like to ask you is when people come to you and they want to go through their trauma and get through it, how much time or how effective is it for you to go and revisit that trauma or what caused it versus maybe getting them to focus and divert the mind to something else? 
Because what worked for me, and this is again from my experience, the more and more I kept visiting it, more and more I kept putting energy and attention to it, it didn't work. But when I started having a new consciousness and got into my passions and hobbies and what I wanted to do, that's when that shift happened. And I have had a lot of, not debate, that's not the good word. I've had a lot of differences where people say that, but, but you're ignoring what happened. And I'm saying, I'm not ignoring really what happened. I'm much more done with the suffering because revisiting it is no more having me heal it. It's just causing more suffering because I'm diving more into it. Now I want to heal. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's the modality I teach. Can yeah, you talk yeah. about that? I, I would love to get your opinion as well. Sure, sure. And just to be clear, you know, I'm not a therapist. I was a therapist. I was seeing clients, but I'm not now. But what I can say is that different people will be able to move through the healing process differently. And generally speaking, is talk is called you know talk therapy. That is has its place and has its time within the process of healing trauma. Trauma, for the most part resides in someone's body. And that's why right, uh, when someone right. becomes traumatized, the neocortex, that thinking, planning, strategizing part of our brain is shut down because we're in fight or flight or freeze. We have to move very quickly. And so for to engage someone immediately, to use an example, in talk therapy is generally speaking not going to work. And in fact, might re-trigger or re-traumatize someone. So it's a process of working with someone at their own pace when they are ready. And oftentimes that involves not using talk therapy at all, but really reacquainting someone with their body states, their body feeling, learning to recognize what it feels like to get activated or triggered and to kind of befriend one's body and different body states to such a degree that they can regulate and calm their body down. And then talk therapy can help sometimes. And, you know, there are different modalities and different theories about this. I mean, there are some people who believe that, you know, working through one's traumatic experience through talk therapy at some point needs to happen for the most part, such that someone can kind of work through that, not necessarily rid themselves of that, but be kind of become acquainted with that, if that makes sense. But again, it's different for each person. How much of that trauma, you said, you said something extremely intuitive and very resonates with me. It's, it resides in the body. You're 100%. That's, that's been my experience as well. Walk with me here. The trauma has happened. You got in a fight or flight and that fight or flight response kept, it stayed high. And that continues to stay high. It's resonated into the body. Now, how much of that trauma do you believe is that emotion, just that level of intense emotion, perhaps, versus the actual trauma? Do you understand what I'm saying? When people are going through that, are they reliving the moment or is it the emotions that are so overwhelming to not allow to feel that? For example, there's a kind of a classic example of you know when veterans return right let's say a veteran comes back and they've experienced they have PTSD and it's the 4th of July and they hear firecrackers or they hear a car backfiring right classic example a lot of, and this happens a lot of times those individuals are right driven right back to that traumatized moment they are re-triggered and that they are reliving that experience and they're reliving that emotion 
which mm. in and of itself is the trauma Correct. experience. Correct. They're interconnected. And that's why, you know, you can say, well, what do we get over it? It already happened. Well, that's the problem because people who've been traumatized are reliving this Correct. over and over and Correct. over again when they're, being, when they're re-triggered. Their, their body goes right into that state, right right back to that state. And it's so interesting to me that, you know, how certain triggers are there, but then when you mix it with the with the emotion, it becomes so overwhelming for somebody, you know, because then the, the analytical plus the, the sensory, the, both things adapt with the emotion. So what I would also like to gain from you and, and what I'm sure the audience is, what are some things that you can offer to the audience that they can do to kind of work through their own trauma? Such as you said, your brother really kind of did some things. What are some steps they can do, A, to, if they are going through trauma, what are some things that they can do to start getting over it? And B, what are some things that you do or you encourage people to do to kind of have this balance in your daily life? I guess one of the first thing I'd want to say is if people out there are wondering whether or not they've experienced trauma or maybe think they've experienced trauma, but it's not as big as a sexual assault or not as doesn't measure up to being in combat. I think you have to go really easy on yourself because again, different people experience different things in different ways. And certain, like myself, I was bullied. I wasn't sexually assaulted. I wasn't in a combat zone. But that's that. My experience is, is my experience. So you have to honor your own experience. The other thing I want to say is that people who've been traumatized can get better. And oftentimes it's, that's a yep. the really touchy subject because it's very easy to feel like there's no way out of this. You're not going to get better. So having said that, I think you know recognizing or even wanting to explore whether or not you have been traumatized is a really big first step. You know, Going to see a therapist is... I think a really good idea, but going to find someone who is specialized, who has experience and with whom it's a good, you have a good fit, a good relationship. That is crucial because it's very easy to go see a therapist and think this person doesn't know what the hell they're talking about, but mm. you've got to keep going and find searching for that person for whom you're going to have a good fit. And that that's crucial. The other thing is finding someone that you know, if you, if you think you've been traumatized and you can find someone to talk to, I'm not saying rehash the whole thing, but just say, look, I think this is what's going on. Basically get a support system. Right. That is crucial. And it's something that, you know, once you have a support system, once you have, are able to find meaning in certain things, these things are really kind of ingredients for the healing process to occur. And it depends where someone is on that continuum of being traumatized. Again, the, I talked about trauma being on a continuum, but people's experiences and, and symptoms are on a continuum as well. You know, there might be people out there who are really super depressed or anxious, and they don't realize where the heck this is coming from. Well, those symptoms, depression and anxiety can be symptoms of, of trauma, being traumatized. Absolutely. 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 So you ask what I do, you know, I try to meditate when I can, I try to be super conscious and very aware of my own body states and how I'm responding and try to give myself downtime if I can, try to listen to my own body, which is something that took a while to do. And that's so key. And that's what we always tell in Ayurveda is, you know, your body is so intelligent. My, my father says your body's its own pharmacy. You know, it really does produce everything you could possibly need. 
you know, in it, you know, and then occasionally it needs help, but that could be helping de-stress, you know, meditation, yoga, movement, good food. But other than that, you know, there's so many functions that go on on any given minute. It's just amazing what happens. This has been amazing to talk to you about kind of, you know, what you do. How can people learn more about you, get in touch with you? And, you know, I, I think you've been working on some other projects as well that I'd love to, for you to share. So if you want, please let people know how they can get in touch with you, how they can learn more about you and some of the projects that you're involved in currently. Sure, sure. Thanks for that. Uh, people can reach out to me through the Trauma Therapist Project, which is my website, thetraumatherapistproject.com. They can email me or they can hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, I'm on Twitter, whatever. In terms of you know what I do, again, I, my, my mission really is to raise the awareness of trauma, to help therapists or coaches learn more about trauma. And as you mentioned in the intro, you know I do that through the podcast, a membership community, Trauma Therapist 2.0, and now, most recently, my monthly newsletter, the Trauma Therapist Newsletter. So it's a resource for people to learn about trauma, to keep up to date about what's going on, and to to keep inspired. I love it. I mean, you're on an amazing mission, and it, it sometimes it's not easy. You're dealing with some heavy stuff, you know, and 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 all that. And that's why I was gonna ask you that second part. You know, what do you do too? Because sometimes we can carry that if we, if we don't, you know, if we don't take care. This part of the podcast, Guy, I'd like you to kind of get a little easy, put your feet up, and I'm going to do some rapid fire with you, okay? It's kind of fun. It's getting to know you on a different level. So let's begin. What is one book that you'd want your children's children to read? Right off the top of my head, I'm going to go with it, and I'm going to say Letters to a Young Poet by the poet Rainer Maria Rilke. And the reason is because that book speaks to the power of being oneself, speaks to the courage of cultivating authenticity. So that would be the, the first book that came to my head. Uh, I love it. And that didn't take you very long. So you definitely resonate <laughs> with that book. What is a favorite cheat meal of yours, Guy? You can a be fa- as- Oh, cheat meal. Cheat oh, pizza. Yeah. pizza. Yeah, I love pizza. <laughs> love pizza. Where do you most feel your authentic self? I like that one. You know, I'm going to say on the beach mm. in during the sunrise or the sunset. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that. It's, it has something to do with the, with the gravitational, you know, forces as well. And the sunset, sunrise, very energetic and, and, and the resetting of our system as well. So love it. It just makes me, <laughs> it makes me think of the ocean now. So it's beautiful. What are the three things you're grateful for on a daily basis? My health, my family, and my life. I love that. I yeah. love that. Love that. If you weren't doing what you are now, what do you think perhaps you could be doing or you would have gotten into? Painting. Painting. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you had a, you, you were saying, you know, the artist side of you earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be doing that. I still am I'm reaching toward <laughs> to that. So that's that's close to my heart. What do you think in your life? What do you think was the greatest failure you ever had? Dude, Goonie, why are you taking me here? Um, uh, uh, you're the trauma guy, man. I know, can ask you this. The greatest failure was, I think, failing at going to medical school. Mm. That was a very great, huge failure for me because it really 
shifted me, not only shifted me to where I am now, but it really made me realize where my strengths are. You know, and for the longest time, I wasn't playing to my strengths. I needed, I felt like I needed to pursue this other avenue. You know, I was in, I was in doing my pre-med studies and I was with this collection of friends. And I remember talking to one of these guys and he's like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you pursuing this? You should get into, you should be a therapist. You know, I, the way you're talking to me, I, I feel inspired and empowered. You should, you should not be doing this. You should be doing this. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, <laughs> I didn't recognize that in myself. I didn't hear that. So anyway, that, that's the answer to that that's question. Nuts. The fact that you know it with that much detail is beautiful. You know, sometimes I ask people and, and they do struggle. And that's, that means you've done a lot of introspection. That's awesome. I love that. Last question, and it's an easy one. What is the one quote you live your life by on a daily basis? The one quote, I don't know it verbatim, but it has to do with putting oneself in a position, and I, I can get the attribution to this, but putting oneself in a position where one is constantly kind of at odds, constantly out of their comfort zone, such that they can really find their true selves. Mm. And that's one of the quotes. And it goes something like this, you know, only, the ex- only to the extent that we can find ourselves in chaos is the degree that we'll be able to find ourselves in authenticity. It goes something like that. It's not verbatim. Love that. But that quote hangs above me, hologram-like. <laughs> and I, I try to, not often very effectively, but I try to live my life like that. That inspires me. That's amazing. I love that. Guy, it's, it's been so fantastic. Thank you for investing the time with us. Thank you for providing the value. Thank you for the work you do. And Thank you for sharing what you're up to and how people can get a hold of you. We'll have it in the show notes as well. Is there any last parting words that you'd like to leave the audience before we kind of say goodbye and until next time? You know, I would just reiterate that if you're listening to this and you think you may, might have been traumatized or experienced something that might have been traumatic, honor that and know that there is help for you, that there is healing for you out there. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a really important message, guys. It does take that first step to just get out there. There's so many people, especially nowadays, and, and how we connected, Guy. I mean, it, it, this is beautiful, you know, and I'm sure you, you, you've done work like this through video things and, and stuff like that as well. So guys, like, like Guy said, take the first step. It's beautiful. Guy, thank you so much, buddy. It, it, it's, been, it's been wonderful. This is amazing. And, and thank you guys so much. And everybody, thank you again for listening to the Balance Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. As I always say, go back and listen to this episode re-examine it, re-listen to it. There's always things that you're going to find again. And most of all, if you are struggling with this, please, as Guy was saying, take the first step. There are people that want to help, such as Guy. You can reach out to him as well. And of course, you know we're a resource as well. Thank you once again and wishing you guys the best of health. Until next time, take care. We hope this episode helped make your life simple. It would mean the absolute world to us if you share, subscribe, and let others know about the work we do here. Thank you. And join us next week on the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi.